CityGaming.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The GameZilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock, the Dino Nine, and Jazzy Fiddle. GameZilla. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the Motor City Gaming Studios, Jazzy Fiddle. Yes, that is my name, don't you know? Oh, God, here we go. Welcome, Jazzy. <laughs> Welcome to Michigan. With us is our producer, the Deadite Knight. Guys, I almost died this week. So you should just be super grateful for the fact that I have graced you with my presence here in the studio. I appreciate it, but not as much as our off-camera superstar, Cable2KX, video director, putting on the Twitch show today. What's going on, Cable? What up, dude? Oh, your mic might be turned off. Look at the switch. Yeah, I turned it off while he was rustling no, it's around on, it's on, it's on. Oh, oh, now, oh, now it's on. Yeah, now he's now touching it, and it sounds like shit. Oh, God, this is a nightmare. Can we say, can you turn the button? Because I don't want to use the word switch as much as possible. Oh, my God, just turn, turn the mic off. Turn the mic off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, while you figure that out, just leave the mic off, and then once yeah. you have it balanced again, Remove the mic from your pants. Down. You can't this is put why, the mic in your pants. This is why we keep him off of the uh, camera yeah. because he doesn't wear yeah. pants. If you, yeah, uh, that makes it even more weird. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyways, it looked like he was putting it in his pants. And this now is a video game it. podcast, and welcome to episode one hundred and forty-three. Did we confirm that? <laughs> Four, three. Did we confirm that? <laughs> yes, it's confirmed. Thank you. Confirmed. I cannot confirm or deny, I've but it's confirmed. Count. I've lost count. 143, the GameZilla podcast. A lot. Deadite, this is brought to you by our great sponsor. DetroitBeardCollective.com. Listen, look at my beard. Look at it on the stream. Listen to it. Listen to it there on the audio podcast, available on iTunes. My beard is this great because I use products from DetroitBeardCollective.com. I use beard shampoo to keep it clean, beard elixir, beard butter to keep it looking and smelling good, keep my uh, my beard feeling fresh, and you can buy those products at DetroitBeardCollective.com so your beard could be as good as mine. I'm sure it won't be red, but it can at least be healthy. Log on to DroitBeardCollective.com and use the checkout code MCGAMING to save 20% on orders $25 or more at DetroitBeardCollective.com. Again, that is the checkout code MCGAMING to save 20% on orders $25 or more. Get these awesome quality-made beard care products. Uh, you, you won't even believe how good your beard feels after using them. DetroitBeardCollective.com. All right. So, how you doing, Jazzy? Man, I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. Stop kicking the table, first of all. Sorry. All right, well, what's new? Oh, man. Football happened. Can you get a little excited about anything that you do? Like, who cares about football? I mean, are we really that excited about that game? I'm can not. We, I don't even want to talk about that game. Well, you asked me what happened, and I said football I happened. I said, what have you been up to? Let's not talk about football. I watched that before he has football That's game. fine. <laughs> That's fine. Now what else? I don't. I don't want to hear anything else about the football game. Okay, so you want to know about like video games? Sure. Oh, okay. Um, I made a grave rash. Dead at night. What have you been up to? 
<laughs> idiotic decision in gaming this past weekend. Uh, that's uh, that's an understatement, but I will let you go with it. Okay. I re-downloaded... Oh my God, I hate you. The World of Warcraft. <laughs> You're the what? Why? Why? Yeah, he's been Why playing would you do that? He's yeah. put hours upon hours into this. I wouldn't say hours. Hours upon, upon hours, hours, according to our Discord, which does not lie. Okay, our Discord does not lie. You have put hours upon hours into this. Yeah, debatable. That's fine. I believe Discord over you. Yeah. Well. Okay. It's never let me okay. down like you have. So, anyways, I tried to get back into my old account, but I uh, contacted Blizzard. And Blizzard being so friendly and helpful as they are, which they normally are. I normally can't give them shit, but in this in this circumstance, I'm going to have to say uh, that I'm going to give you a little bit of shit, Blizzard, because your response to the fact that I couldn't get into my account was, oh, your account broke these rules and protocols in the fact that you tried to sell it. And I'm like, uh, no, I never did. I didn't play my account. It's been sitting here untouched for like three years so how do you know I'm, I'm gonna I'm playing devil's advocate here okay yep how do you know that your account wasn't hacked and then tried to be sold it, well, it was it was for because sure because mine it, was hacked it I got tell you that it much. got key logged and then they tried to sell it and then Blizzard deleted it before they could sell it because they sent me all of their like emails that they had previously sent me before like you know forward them to me because I they're lost in my my email account that I never check and yeah, that's exactly what they did. They like sent for like four warning emails, like you can't sell this account. You're trying to sell it, and we're going to deactivate it. And I never responded to any of it because at the time I wasn't playing the game. So yeah, that's what they did. They so I had to create a whole brand new, uh, you know, Battle.net account for it, re redo everything from the beginning. But as much as you give me shit for playing this game, it's I'm not wrapped into it again. I'm not going to go and like lose my life to it, but it's fu it's fun to get back in. No. The graphics are horrible, if you can get past that. The open-world MMO concept of this game is just great. I'm dis I'm still disappointed in you. You could be disappointed, but... Out of all the things, out of all of the things, you go and do that. Yeah, There's 1,400 video games upstairs, and you go and do that. To be fair, I uh. went into my PS4 library and just couldn't find anything I wanted to play. I was like, man... Where's Cable 2KX to play Overwatch with me when you need him? No, he's off playing Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Oh, I'm cool, bro. And wait, wait, like, wait to take his thunder, bro. He hasn't even talked yet, bro. Oh, bro, he's still other people's thunder. All right, fine. fine. You know what? That's fine. I've given you enough mic time to tell us about World of Warcraft. Great, you like it. Good. Deadite Knight, save this show and tell me something that's actually good. Let me weave you a tale of how my week went down. Mm -hmm. Oh, this game sucks. I'm so disappointed in you. I will cut your mic. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, don't do, don't do that. So, last Monday during the stream, if you were watching the live stream, you may have noticed I was yawning a lot, holding my head, and it wasn't just from Jazzy talking. I tweaked my neck on the way to the show and developed some sort of, like, brain pressure on the, on the left side of my head. Fast forward to Thursday. Still have the pressure, still have the pain. I'm going to the doctor. They're giving me x-rays in my neck. I then quickly get rushed to get a brain scan because they think I tore a blood vessel in my neck and am bleeding into my brain. No big deal. This was like the scariest two hours of my life. 
And so, you know, my wife rushes over to the doctor's office to meet me. I'm getting this brain scan. I'm I'm in the CT scan. They're they're doing everything, and I'm laying there, and I'm waiting for these people to call an ambulance for me because I th- I think this is it. I think my minutes are numbered the way the doctors have reacted to me having this pain in my head. And here's the part where it becomes relevant to the podcast. While I'm laying there, I thought three distinct thoughts about my my demise that was coming down. Thought one, I was super upset. I love my wife very much. So just thinking that I, I'm going to die, I'm not going to get these years with my wife. Just had to put that out there so she doesn't get mad at the rest of the story. Thought number two was, oh my God, I'm going to die before I go to WrestleMania. <laughs> Ellen and I bought plane tickets. We're going to WrestleMania in March. And my third thought, was how is this happening to me? I'm gonna die before the switch comes out. That's fair. That's so fair. in my moment of death, the three things I thought about were my wife, WrestleMania, and the Nintendo Switch. And I'm still alive and kicking. I'm gonna make it one more month until I can play that Switch. And uh, you know, brain scan came back. Everything's cool. My doctor kind of sucks and never called me back to really let me know what's going on. <laughs> but I'm not dead yet, so I'm gunning to stay alive for the Switch. And uh, that's my story for the week. So we can move on. I don't need to talk about Destiny or Pokemon or all the other crap I play every week. So All right. Well, uh, we do have uh, Cable off-screen pantsless, and he wants to say uh, – he wants to talk about uh, his big stream over the weekend. So what, what have you been up to, Cable? Uh, playing a lot of Tomb Raider. Can you all hear me okay? Yeah, just don't touch the mic ever again. Um, it fell like four times, and uh, I was like, I'm fucking done with it. Yeah, just lean into it. Lean into it. You're, oh, you're doing – You're like, doing like, like this? Yeah, you're uh, – <laughs> yep, you're doing well. You're doing well. <laughs> Use your big boy voice. But yeah, um, played um, Tomb Raider for about what, almost ten, eleven hours on stream, and yeah. had a blast. But it's actually a lot of fun. And Button Master Caleb stopped in for a few minutes to um, help me out with a few tips since he already beat the game. He said he put in about what thirty hours into it. Yeah, and um. I'm really enjoying it. I get sidetracked a lot in this game because there's so many tombs that I didn't know that was not part of the main quest. So I instantly just go right into them thinking I'm, I'm just trying to beat the story, not do all the extra. And I keep finding myself going into these tombs, and it's, it's been a blast. It's a great game. I'm just mad that it, I got to it so late, and Xbox had it for almost like a year before it came to PS4. So it's really... You know, it's kind of on the old end, but it's fun to play. It's just getting me ready for um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, exactly. Holding us over for Horizon Zero Dawn. Happy Metroid Monday. (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) All right, so um, I did get some early access to Neo, N-I-O-H, the Team Ninja game that's coming out today. And... If you're a Dark Souls or a Bloodborne, you know, type fan, then this game is right up your alley. I uh, Cable and I played a little bit. It's fun. It's it's a pretty game. I could see people really liking it. The early reviews are very positive. But as you already know, I'm not a huge uh, Dark Souls fan. I do really like Bloodborne, and this game kind of falls in the middle for me. I don't think I'll really put a lot of time into it. But Cable did say that he could see himself playing uh, quite a bit of this game. Yeah, I, I actually had it. It was kind of fun. I only got, what, a few minutes before the show to play with it. And that sounds weird. That's a ding. Um, 
And a few minutes before the show to play with it. I'm going to isolate that later so we can just keep looping it for, for Cable 2KX. Uh, but, yeah, it was fun. I mean, it falls right in that niche of Bloodborne, Battleborn. Battleborn. That's a dead game again. Um, hey! Hey, you don't talk about Battleborn like that in front of me. Yeah, you could still buy it for $5. Yeah, I didn't del- I didn't delete it off my system. I didn't get rid of my install. That's <laughs> uh, another, what, 80 gigs to download again? Oh, my God. But, yeah, it falls in that niche, so, yeah, I liked it. It was pretty fun. I yeah. wouldn't see I will play this right at launch, but it'll be a game i come back to if it's ever on sale for something like that. Yeah, so, and then uh, to... Y- you yeah. about Battleborn, right? No. No. Oh. Yeah. No. So then yesterday was Brick Bitch's birthday. Yeah, give her a few more rings. Super oh. shout out, Brick Bitch! Yeah. Happy birthday, Ronald Reagan and Axel Rose! <laughs> So she and Mewtwo, happy birthday, Mewtwo! There we go, right? That's the best, even better than Brick Bitch. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, she wanted a PlayStation 4 Pro, so that's what I ended up hooking her up with. While I was at the store, I saw a case that was very interesting, and I had no idea what it was, which is surprising to me. Normally, I at least have an idea of which most of these current games are. So it was this big box, and it said Fate on it. And I'm like, okay, that's um, what is that? And he goes, well, you've never played any of the Fate games? And I was like, uh, clearly not. So this game's called Fate Extella, and it's basically like Dynasty Warriors, like hack and slash, except it all takes place inside of a supercomputer because that's the world now. And it's just super like Final Fantasy, crazy, just nutty looking. And the whole cover is just like this, like, silhouette character with all these swords just stabbed into the ground and I'm like you know what the artwork looks cool I'm gonna go for it so I picked up Fate I played it and it's a lot of fun um most people probably maybe have played a Fate game since there are about I don't know five six of them out but for my first time I can see myself playing this game it's gonna be that great game that holds me through the month to get me to Horizon Zero Dawn and um, yeah, I re- I really liked it. Art art style is ve- is an- it's very anime style with uh, cell shading and sixteen different characters that you could play as, all pretty unique. So yeah, it's uh, a lot of fun. You then said it's I called Fate, Fate, Extella, and then I think it's called this this particular game is something called like the Unreal Star, I believe is what it's called. Yeah. Pretty cool game, and the cutscenes are super cool. It's straight up. Uh, I forgot the the famous anime artist that's part of this, but uh, they did get someone involved, and that's why the cutscenes are super super neat. So, um, besides that, we dusted off Destiny, and someone uh, wanted to try to put a raid together, and we and we put a raid together, and we beat the raid in in a, like a realistic time. Uh, it was unbelievable. It was like we were actually knew what we were doing. Most importantly, my terrible ass was part of that fire yeah. team. So, you know, that just really showed that there was a lot of good teamwork if you guys could carry me through a raid. Yeah. Yeah, so a lot I was... A hardcore carrying. I was uh, super impressed <laughs> with the team. Field, to carry me through the <laughs> yeah. raid. I was super impressed with the team. We had a lot of fun, and it, it kind of, like, rekindled a little bit of a fire here for Destiny. I don't know how long that fire lasts with with games, bigger games coming out that we're excited for, like the Switch, like Horizon. But um, you know, it, it was nice, and I I would like to uh, you know to hopefully get everybody up where we can run it on Heroic here soon. And besides that, I've been playing um, Yoshi's Woolly World for the 3DS. Uh, Brick Bitch picked it up, and 
I never, I, we own it on the Wii U because she wanted it, and I never really played it on the Wii U. It's a pretty fun game. It's basically Yoshi's Story, like, you know, 2D platformer uh, just that's done, that's made by wool effect, right? So I uh, had fun with had fun playing that, been taking that to work, and just uh, besides that, still playing Metroid Fusion on my DS Lite. So, but that's uh, that's some of the games that we're playing let us know what uh, what you're playing. Maybe you're excited for a new game coming out. Maybe you're really excited for Neo. Um, let us know on the GameZilla group on Facebook. And it is a private group, so head on over there and request to join. Then, um, you know, hang out, talk video games every day, and have a good time with us. All right, I think it's time to get in some news. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching MotorCityGaming.com. Downloading headlines. Now let's have it. What about this monster story of yours? Download complete. All right. So we are getting into the news. News. We got some. Uh, we got a decent. We got ten stories. All right. So bear with me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna barrel through some of these. Nope. What I want from you is I'm gonna direct some to you. Other ones I'm just going to try to get through. If you really have a piece to say, just, you know, let me know. Yeah, okay? some of these you could just go. Some of these need to go. So, first up, we got details about the PlayStation 4's new system update, 4.5, codename Sasuke. And um, the big thing here, USB 3.0 external drive support. Up to 8 terabytes. Woo, let's give that the horns! That's right. So for all these people that are still running on a 500 gig hard drive on their PS4, they are excited that they can attach a external hard drive, load it up with games and apps, and they will run off of the drive. With that, all apps on uh, and software on the drive will still show up in the main menu. So it's not like you have to do anything special to try to get uh, get this to work right. So that's cool. Um, along with that, we are going to see uh, our own screenshots as background wallpapers now. That's and, cool because yep. I'm an epic gamer and I have a lot of great screenshots of myself playing I, games. I do have a lot of screenshots of Destiny, so some of those would make some pretty cool backdrops. So, uh, and then they're going to the the new quick menu that they've introduced in the last update. They're they're redoing it a little bit to be a little bit smaller, and they're combining some of the uh, different. Uh, lists into one list like game alerts downloads uploads things like that are going to be condensed into one list to try to simplify the quick menu the uh, PlayStation VR will support 3D movies in stereo stereo cop oh my god I can't say stereoscopic 3D dimensional video thank viewing you ocularly. I even practiced that word and I still fumbled all over it 3D so. porn that's true so what basically you're going to have is Blu-ray support. You're going to have 3D um, movies and stuff like that probably hitting the PSN network, and it's all going to be supported through the PlayStation VR, which I, I think is actually pretty cool. So, And then lastly, something that came out after they announced this by the beta testers finding it is PS4 Pro Boost Mode. And it's basically designed to boost... Uh, boost Mode is going to let the PS4 Pro run at a higher GPU and CPU clock speeds for smoother gameplay on PS4 games that were released before the launch of the Pro. So games that didn't get the update patch or um, or just aren't supporting, they don't have the support for the Pro yet, can, are still going to benefit now 
with the Pro. And what basically they're reporting that you could see, and this is confirmed from PlayStation now, what you could see is games that don't have a cap frame rate, you're going to see a higher frame rate out of those games. Uh, load times, you're going to see improved load times on those games. Things like that is what you're going to see um, if it hasn't been actually enhanced for the Pro. Yeah, super cool. Yeah. The one thing that I do want to point out to to that aspect is is it's going to be a mode you could turn on and off. So not every game that's on the PlayStation 4 is going to have the capability to get boosted. So if your game starts acting wonky, turn off boost mode. Yep, exactly. Some games, you know, you get that frame rate up and it just it, it wasn't designed for it, so it's going to it's going to act funky. Uh all right. So after that, we want to talk about Nintendo will add VR to the Switch if it can solve one problem. So, yeah, whatever. You give all the hate Hater. you want. You this is so the, dumb. This is not dumb at all. This mm, makes all the so sense dumb. in the world, and I will I will prove to you why, Mr. Smarty Okay, Pants. yeah, let's, let's go about this. So, let's talk about the actual article first. Nintendo will support VR with the Switch if it can resolve issues of comfort over long periods of use, meaning nausea, you know, um, eye strain, headaches, things like that, that that people are reporting using a VR uh, headset of any kind. And so Nintendo's smart enough to sit there and say, we're not going to go sink a ton of money into this, especially if we're focusing towards children, if this, if this technology hasn't really been worked out yet. And normally, where Nintendo sometimes will be the first one to jump, right? They'll be the they'll be the innovative side. Virtual Boy, right? Virtual Boy, which actually damaged eyesight for God's sakes. <laughs> they're gonna sit back and they're gonna let Sony and Oculus and Vive. They're gonna let all these guys tweak it out and figure if figure it if this is truly a you know something that's gonna last, and then they'll jump in, which is brilliant because they have a setup where they're going to be able to fabricate a super cheap VR headset that they already have patent by the way, and where your Switch tablet is literally gonna lock into the front of it just like uh, what is it uh, Daydream for the Pixel, uh, the Samsung Gear. VR things like that that are they're cheap and they let the device that's being attached to it ha- use all the power to make any sort of VR experience. So I'm not upset at this at all. I think it's actually smart on Nintendo's side not to jump quick and be like, "Well, yeah, we're releasing a new system, and yeah, we 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 you know we don't have a lot of games, but don't worry, you get VR, and then we're gonna go and buy this little headset for a hundred bucks and be like, cool, this is Rob the Robot all over again. It does nothing." I'm okay with what they're doing with it. I don't think they needed to mention anything about this. Like, everybody's throwing off all these things. That, oh, they made this patent, so they might. There's gonna be VR. That let the people just think. Like, you don't have to come up with this. It. When I read this article, it's a bunch of excuses as to why they're not gonna launch VR it's not for an stupid idea. Like, why? All, why all would of you... those things are very common. Do you want to get headaches? Do you want to feel nauseated? No, you don't want to do that when you're feeling pr- when you're uh, playing VR video games. Yeah, but every guess what? VR game does it. Uh, yeah, when you're playing a v- VR, like here's here's the one that got me the most: eye strain. You're looking at a screen that's an inch away from your face. Okay. Have you ever heard the phrase "Don't sit so close to the television" because you're gonna have bad eyes? Your mom or dad never told you to to sit further away from the television when you were younger. I I don't understand your For argument. Eye here. strain. 
Yes, I yeah. get it. It's an excuse to say, "Hey, we uh, we don't have plans on doing." There's VR, no so proof if, right now that so your eyesight's not going to get worse your, your from mom, VR. Your mom also probably told you that jerking off was going to make you go blind, yeah. and that didn't stop you from doing there that. There is no proof yet. No, no, that, look at these glasses. You know how <laughs> thick these glasses are. All of us have thick glasses. Reel it in here because I because there's no proof that VR isn't going to damage our eyesight. We don't know the long term effects of VR. But my whole thing here is Nintendo's actually being smart and you're mad at them but when nintendo's stupid and does something you're mad at them i've come to this point now where where you just like to be mad at nintendo because you own a playstation vr and you don't use it correct so why would nintendo why should nintendo come out with the vr because you won't use they it shouldn't and as far as them address as far as them addressing all these excuses it's not it's not excuses when the industry is reporting it the industry is okay. reporting all these what's, problems what's important is what caused a big point of disappointment for the Switch announcement? It was all of the internet rumors, all the patents, all the hype that just was out there for speculation. This is Nintendo actually coming out and saying something about something before we let the hype train go off the rails. Yeah. And I think it's important for them to get ahead of stuff. Also, how are you enjoying Robinson the Journey? I enjoyed it when I played it. I yeah. gotta get back to that game. Right, but how did you enjoy it? How, how You played it for hours and hours, right? Like... Eh, two. In 15-minute increments. Eh, half-an-hour increments. Yeah, exactly, because it had major problems yeah. that, that need to be addressed, and yeah. Nintendo's going to sit there and call that out. All right, I, well, I got, next week I hope to hear a, a story about how Nintendo is going to cover the fact that, like Pokemon Go and Niantic did, uh, since you can pick up your, your Switch and go mobile with it, you need to make sure that you don't walk into traffic. I hope that they put something out about that. It's too. not that simple. It's not like they're saying, "Oh, make sure you turn your thing off, or might you know, or your battery's gonna die." They made a patent. It's People- common things. Eye strain on a screen that's in front of your face. That's exactly what they did. VR is creating different types of eye strain, though. We don't know what type of astigmatism it's going to cause. We don't know what type of blindness it's going to cause. And so Nintendo's not going to be like, hey, this device, which is also focused towards children, you should strap it to your face and uh, see what happens. Because we've been down that road before, and the Virtual Boy did really well. Oh, yeah, it's true. But we don't know if you get hit by a bus when you walk into traffic, if you're going to break a leg or if you're going to die or if you're going to... Uh, I'm about to move on here, but I'm going to make one... Can... I, no, time out. Time out. I'm gonna, I'm, we're going to move on here, but I'm going to make one more fucking point because I hate Jazzy. And it's simply this. They don't come out and talk about their, their dashboard or their online service or anything, right? They don't say anything, and you're all like, fuck them, my God. I can't believe they didn't talk about this. But then they come out, and they actually give you an explanation to VR, and you're like, fuck them. I don't understand why they're talking about this. Yeah, Just you shut know, your mouth. Okay, okay you want to know why? Because I don't give a shit about their why they're not bringing out their VR. I give a shit about Kojima, their dashboard. Kojima shares his thoughts on Nintendo Switch. Let's talk about that, because Jazz is going to make me punch him in the face. I My agree with God. Kojima. Kojima basically says that the Switch is phenomenal <laughs> for one reason. He believes this is the future of gaming where you can start something at home and then you can pick it up and continue on your way. And that is the evolution uh, from what he says is the PlayStation Vita, a game that you could play on the PS4, cross-buy, cross-save onto the Vita. It was it's, it's a little cumbersome and you do need internet connection. We're here and this is the evolution. Now you're going to be able to do that without that internet connection, without the requirement of multiple systems, you know? So it was pretty cool for him to say, um, 
There's a couple quotes I wanted to read. One of them is, for example, often when you buy a Blu-ray disc, it'll have a code on the inside for a digital version. So the same respect, you can you can watch it at home and then take it on the go with your tablet and smartphone. He continued, this is how movies and TV are moving, and this is how games should go as well. So I think that's that's a strong point. We're, watch, we're taking in uh, media now. In, in such a portable way, you know, Brick Bitch the other day said, I think I watch Netflix the most on my phone, not on the TV, not you know, on her phone, you know, if she, whatever, clean up the house, what, you know, throwing on a Parks and Rec on the go type deal, watching some office like that. That's how she takes in that media. That's how we all take in our media at lunchtime. It's like we all sit down, we stare at our phones. So, of course, gaming should look this way and I think that's uh, that's a good point so he did add that the switch at the beginning of uh, is is the beginning of a future where people will be able to play any game on any device so he's starting to see think that there won't be exclusive gaming um, that's just basically hey you like this game cool play it on whatever you want I don't know if I agree with that necessarily but so right. isn't his game coming out for PlayStation only Yes. Well, I yes, mean, yeah. <laughs> he said the future. I don't think he meant like in the next year. Yeah. I want people... This is the only thing I have to say. I don't want everybody to be like, oh, Kojima's all about the Switch and he thinks it's great. He thinks that it is the first step in the evolution of gaming. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm just saying. That means it's legit kind of what he was saying. He wasn't saying like the Switch is the greatest thing ever. He's just saying it's the next step. I mean, he did say that he especially likes the idea of the Switch, starting a game at home and being able to continue on the go. Yeah. You think he's going to make a game for it? Not Death Stranding, that's for sure. No. That game won't He might play. create something for the Switch. It's definitely not that game. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to something that Jazzy can actually hate on because um, it's actually negative news, and he, and he can yeah. maybe bring out a good point here. I'll hate on it. Let's do it. All right, so let's just say here, Nintendo Switch pre-orders are being canceled by GameStop and Target due to stock shortages. God damn Nintendo. This is what happens, Nintendo, when you release a article saying, due to great pre-sales, we're going to up the production of our console. Now, they're not the only ones at fault. Let's also point out the fact that these companies, GameStop and Target, decided to reopen their pre-orders, and now it's starting to look like maybe that was without Nintendo communicating to them that they would be receiving more systems. <laughs> oh, it's definitely. <laughs> definitely. There's no question <laughs> upon that. Um, the other concern is that Best Buy did reopen their pre-orders as well, so we might start seeing this uh, affecting Best Buy pre-orders as well. That's not confirmed yet, but it, they are, they also reopened their pre-orders. So, Yeah. Nintendo won't tell us what their goddamn dashboard looks like. You think they're going to tell you that they've got more systems in, in stock? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Jesse, is Best it, Buy's going to be on this list too, and then I'm going to hate going through, all these places. Is it, is it difficult going through life being so salty? Ah, There's you know, so many flavors in the world, yet you choose to be salty. Yeah, that's why I put pepper on all my food, because I got enough salt. All right. That makes no sense. What are you talking about? <laughs> yes, it does. Thank you, Chris. Think Thank about you. it, Cable. Uh, think about it. Put your pants on. Yeah, I don't want him to have an aneurysm trying to think about it, because it's nonsense. So, <laughs> it's Cable, nonsense. you just do you, because <laughs> Jazzy's trying to 
trick you into giving yourself a stroke. Uh, well, let's move on to uh, some positive news. The official Rocket League toys have been revealed. So, in a partnership with Zag Toys, 12 battle cars will be available to purchase as themed mini pullback racers, according to, uh, I don't know, Payonic. Octane, um, Dominus, uh, Moon, Hotshot, Grog, X-Devil, Merc, and Backfire, as well as four limited variants, will all be part of the lineup. And uh, you can head right over to our Facebook page, Motor City Gaming, and click on the article to see some video of some of these pullback cars pushing what looks to be like a uh, actual Rocket League ball that probably comes with a kit. But I think it's pretty cool. I, I like Rocket League, and I could see kids really enjoying this. It's, you know, Hot Wheel collection type deal. Grim, you know what this is? This is stage one of a grand scheme. For Rocket League to go the route of Angry Birds. This is all leading up <laughs> to no! a, Yeah, Angry Birds, and then there were games, and then there was a TV show, then oh, there was a movie. God. You know what? And a Rocket League en- movie I might be into. Soon enough, Ro- Rocket League the movie starring Vin Diesel. I'm in. Let's do it. Sign me up. It's got to be better <laughs> than the stuff he keeps pumping out with uh, Fast and the Furious. When's the last Fast and the Furious movie even watched? <sighs> The one without Vin Diesel in it, because all of them have been the same with him. Oh, my was, was God. Was he not in Tokyo Drift? Yeah, was he hasn't watched it since, yeah. to- since 3. So, basically, you haven't watched it since like, no, the series watched, actually I've got kind of good. I've watched them all. Oh, my goodness. Except for maybe the last one. I'm you, not sure is your goal today not. just to be negative about everything? Be like, no. I want a million dollars, but I like fuck money. He was super, but you know what I hate? I hate that money's green. He was super positive about playing World of Warcraft. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You see what World of Warcraft did? It I turned want, you into an asshole. It made, it's me, making you a toxic person. Tell me that money wouldn't be cool or a different color, though. <laughs> no, green is my favorite color. Look at Canadian money. It's dumb as hell. Oh, my God. Think about the colors and stuff. I need to look at the Discord and see just how bad how bad this is going for you right now. Cause people, it's going good. Yeah, is it? Okay, good. Yeah. <sighs> so far, people, I like Jazzy. Hashtag You're... Team Jazzy. Granted, this was 20 minutes ago. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right, let's move, move on to the next story here. Final Fantasy XV's controversial Chapter 13 is getting updated in March, but that is not the only piece of this news. Um, if you're not familiar with Chapter 13, it is when the game goes very linear. It starts putting you into this, like, a lot of people say it, it ruins the game. A lot of people say it's just it's that one chapter that is just just bad and hard to get through. I didn't mind it. I, I get where people are coming from, but they're going to... Uh, they're going to patch it, and basically what they're saying, along with a PS4 Pro update, that's right, get yeah. excited there. Right, yeah, be all right. excited. All that's right. for her and her pro restarting Final Fantasy That's this right. Week. Yeah. So Square said the update will feature improvements on the later portions of the game, including Chapter 13, which takes the campaign in a more linear direction. Additionally, players will be able to assume the role of Gladios uh, for a brief period of time. Uh, alongside this update, Final Fantasy XV's first piece of character-focused DLC, dubbed Episode Gladio, will also release on March 28th. And the second episode, focusing on Prompto, will be out sometime in June. So this is cool because we're getting side, we're getting DLC that's like side story for the sub sub-level characters. So that's I'm I'm really excited because I'm hoping the Gladio one is you know he disappeared right. He's like hey right. I got, hey I got spoilers, spoilers. hey I gotta go take care of something. It's been out long enough, Cable. Yeah. 
Not Come my, on now. It's not my fault you went and played Tomb Raider before yeah. Street Fighter 15. Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler, Gladio gets eaten by a dragon. Yeah, Blanca and Bianca and everything else. Dragons. Jess has got me all stressed out, okay? Just calm down. I can't handle this shit. <coughs> Fucking Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> we all know Street Fighter's not going to make it to 15. Come on, did you play Street Fighter 5? There's no chance in hell. Anyways. <laughs> Street Fighter's Dan Tekken killed it. That's right. Before that time, on February 21st, the game is getting a s- several other enhancements, including PS4 Pro support to allow up to 60 frames per second, uh, limited time quests, as well as a level cap raise to 120 and a photo capacity raise to 200, uh, all added on the February 21st update. You will also be able to use music when you are riding your Chocobo. Which it makes sense since it was a Walkman, yeah, I believe. You could use it anywhere else except for the truck. Yeah, so that was silly. So there you go. To to clarify, it gives trash if you can't listen to music when you're on your <laughs> chocobo. To without, clarify, <laughs> where the fuck is my VR experience I'm supposed to get? My name's Jazzy. I'm well, that's true. Bleh. Even in an article showed a picture with Prompto having VR heads. Damn it! I knew you were gonna pull that out. I knew it. Should have never shared this story with you. You piece of shit. <laughs> um, I haven't been this mad at Jazzy in. Twenty without, episodes without spoilers for Cable over there, since you know he, he has better games to play than this amazing game. I give a nine out of ten. Um, the episode thirteen is the <laughs> one where I called you while I was doing it, and the whole time was like, "This is dumb. When is it over? This is dumb. I don't like this. I don't like this. When when do I get when do I get to be done with this? You know what I'm talking about." With all like the hallways and stuff, and yeah, I'm like, that's chapter thirteen. Yeah, it's I'm bullshit. Like, <laughs> I get it's, it. It's not cool. Yeah. It's not like the rest of the game. You I could have removed that from the. Oh, yeah. that was the it only was like, thing that bugged me. It was me about like that game. you know the director of the game like stroked and like they were like okay well we got to work on this while he's gone and then he came back and finished the end of the game but there's just this little spot that's like you know Jazzy made it. Yeah, exactly. Who is tap? Oh, oh, I'm picking up. Uh, I'm picking up your keyboard. That's what I'm picking up. Because we have to have his mic cranked up for some reason. Oh, well, turn your mic off. Man, don't hit the keyboard so hard. No, he's good. You can use his keyboard. Just turn the mic off. I'm just going to turn his mic down. But, Chris, when you talk, you got to gotta speak up. All right, anyways. And put your pants on for crying what, out loud. What are you getting at about 13? No, I'm just saying that level was just absolute trash. Like, I hated I, – I legit called and was just asking you, like, every 10 seconds, what, uh, okay, here's where I'm at. Am I, am I done? Uh, am I almost done? Am I almost done? This is stupid. Am I almost done? Like, it was it was just horrible. And it was, if I'm, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, it was the longest chapter out of all of them. Uh, yeah, it felt really long, absolutely. I think the biggest problem with that, with that level is that it felt like it was all gray. There just wasn't a whole lot going on. And you just, you, you like, you know, it, it just didn't yeah. fit. It felt like a different game. And every concept that you learned and were training for up to that point to utilize in the game is just missing. Spoiler alert! I wasn't going to bring that part up. Damn. You are the worst. Yeah. Next story. They need to fix this shit. Next part of Final Fantasy XV story is that <laughs> the next DLC that was supposed to come out is delayed because... They look like Power Rangers. <laughs> this is funny. This is all right. This is funny. I can get behind this. So, they look exactly like the Power Rangers, like the new Power Rangers movie that's yes. coming out. So, so um, 
these new free costumes were originally supposed to be released February 21st, uh, which would have been with the PS4 Pro update. Um, and getting plenty of feedback that these suits look nearly identical to the Power Rangers wear. And so Square Enix realized it and needs to re- re- uh, redesign them. But the best part of this is that they said, oh, we realize this and we need to re- redesign them. But... Square Enix was contacted by those who own the Power Rangers IP, and so the company spent the day looking into various things, and what was decided is to redo the design as expected in most uh, recent active time, as explained in the most recent uh, time report through the Final Fantasy forums. Oh yeah, they're so similar, I thought it was a Power Rangers tie-in. I was like, ah, it seems a little cheap for Final Fantasy to do a movie tie-in, but... I guess, man. So it's it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the actual director came out and said that we were we were not actually trying to turn the characters into official Power Rangers, though he acknowledged the copyright issues presented in the situation. That's because he had no say in that whatsoever. What he did is he was like, "Man, we need new outfits for these guys. I'm gonna go do some legit stuff on this game, and I'm gonna pawn this off to one of the little minions of this company." And then the minion went off and it was like, "Man, I'm gonna get drunk on the weekend. I don't want to come up with uh, costume designs." And he just copied the Power Rangers, <laughs> came back, and the director didn't know anything about the Power Rangers movie coming out, and he was like, "Oh, that looks pretty cool." <laughs> yeah, I I think so. The the big so the thing here though is that um. That I want to talk about the actual mechanics. The suits actually do something. So once these are released, players will be able to use these costumes to make Noctis, Gladius, uh, Prompto, and Ignis invincible for 30 minutes. Once that time is up, the suits require a 24-hour recharge before they can be used again. So you're basically giving yourself god mode for 30 minutes with these suits, which is a little... I'm like... I don't know. It's kind of. It's kind of like it's dumb. Yeah. I don't want. It's super yeah. stupid. Yeah, just yeah. like it's make what a, it. Is. Yeah, make it. Make it a, a you know a appearance thing and leave it at that. Don't don't give it that type of mechanic. So, I wonder if like the four suits can come together to create like a giant robot. Like. <laughs> Now we're talking I, about a game I, I want to play. You, I looked at you for a second like, yeah, that's a cool idea. Oh, wait a minute. That's Power Rangers. That's how it happened. They were like, exactly. they were like, check out these suits. They're badass. And I was like, yeah, those are badass. They were like, wait a minute. Those are from the fucking movie. <coughs> All right. Next story. Number nine. Hearthstone's next expansion seems to be dinosaur themed. Yay. Yay. This is Jazzy's area. Take it away, Jazzy. Nope. You didn't even read the article. Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, it got leaked through uh, some lady's resume on Twitter. <laughs> Good job, you did read it. I'm yeah. proud of you. Uh, like most most of Hearthstone's expansions, is it Ungoro? Is a reference? Ungoro. Yep. Is it Un Ungoro? Ungoro. You is, gotta say it like is, an orc. Yeah. Is a reference to the aspect of World of Warcraft. <laughs> World of Warcraft. Ungoro. I haven't got back there yet. Crater is a relatively peaceful area home to mixture of wandering dinosaurs, elementals, and it says Nintendo references. Yeah. So this is pretty cool for you, Ebone, is they actually have <laughs> Nintendo references, and there's gorillas in Ungoro. And the gorillas, when you kill them, obviously you can pick up loot, and the gorillas will drop. Whoa, empty man! Barrels. You kill gorillas? Yeah, you kill gorillas. Whoa, Harambe! 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 But they, but the loot, some of the loot that you pick up from these gorillas are empty barrels. Nice little Donkey Kong. And there is um, a couple NPCs that you gain quests from. 
um, depending on if you're playing Horde or Alliance, and they are dressed similar similar colors and uh, everything to Mario and Luigi with similar sounding names. And there is also a NPC that gives you a quest that's uh, called are Lincoln. Are their names Wario and Waluigi? No. Oh, okay. No. They sound similar to Mario and Luigi. Let's get on with this. So, uh, like you said, one of the uh, voice actors, I believe, is on on their um, what was it? Their was Reddit. Twitter. Their Reddit. 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 Yeah. Reddit. Uh, types of Reddit. Notice that the established Hearthstone voice actress. Uh, Lonnie has included the unannounced expansion on her resume. So it's on her resume. So there you go. Um, but yeah, they, they've talked about that there's going to be uh, that some of the cards could um, already include dinosaurs, and we, that, that's all they know. They don't know anything else. But usually, because of the voice acting takes place late in development, they believe that this is going to be that next announcement, the, the next uh, DLC, the next expansion for Hearthstone is not that far off. Yeah. So. I don't know. I saw the word dinosaurs. I don't play a ton of Hearthstone, but I thought it was cool. Now let's get into the super depressing news that Sony financial results, record PS4 units shipped, but profits are down by half. Oh, wait till you get into the explanation of it. Yeah, the explanation is the best part. So let's talk about the good part, right? Um, So Sony profits are down. For quarter three, which is October 2016 to December 2016, and uh, from a dis- from a PlayStation perspective, things look very rosy. For the period, 9.7 million PS4 units were sold, an increase from 8.4 million for the year prior, and the best-selling three months of the console in its history. Sony plans to have shipped 60 million units by March of this year. Sales increased 5.2% year-on-year, while operating income for the games and network service sector increased 50 billion yen, or $431 million. The reason for these increases, Sony said, is due to the lower PS4 price point, PS4 software in-store and via the PSN, and the recent release of VR. But they're (laughs) also charging us more for PSN. True. However... Overall operating income for Sony plummeted 54.3% when compared with the same period last year. That's a decrease of 109 billion yen, leaving the operating income at 92.4 billion yen, or $796 million. To explain the drop, Sony points to the impairment charge of goodwill in the pictures segment. Or as we like to say, spending above the asking price for certain film assets. <laughs> so they literally shit the bed and lost half their profits because they paid too much for assets for their movie business. This is why PlayStation needs, why Sony needs to break these. Yep. They need to break these apart and and just and let the ones sink and and don't yeah. don't drag the good down with the bad. Our video game side did great, but too bad it didn't. Pick up for the losses of our movie side. I'm glad I'm jumping ship back to Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be fair, everyone. Another ship. To be fair, everyone dogs Nintendo, but at least they're being profitable. Like yeah. S- Sony did so bad here that all of the good work they did with their PlayStation brand l- almost was was just washed out. It was yep. almost a wa- it was almost a wash. That's unbelievable. I- <laughs> They got to do something. They got to do something. They need to learn, like, hey, you know what? Let go of X Men. Let go of Spider Man. Let go of all the shit that you just. X Men is Fox. That you're, oh, yeah, that's right. That's they right. Spider Man. I think that's all they have. That's for. all they have left, then, right? Yeah. 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 So, 
Let that shit go. <laughs> Please, just let it go and just understand, stop being all defensive about your, your film assets and stop buying shit for unrealistic prices. It clearly didn't work out in your favor. Did Sony produce Lego movie? I don't know. No, maybe that was Warner Brothers. Yeah, I think it's, I think you're right because uh, Lego Movie example, you got Lego Batman. Yeah. And Batman's Warner Brothers, so yeah, yeah I don't. Oh think it's man, a- we got a stupid display in our store of him taking a selfie Lego Batman. Every time you walk around it, it just goes na 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 na. I like it over and that over. Cool. And I was gonna say that's a, I was gonna say oh, that's cool. amazing. We will replace you, you with that Batman. <laughs> Man. Yes! I like that. That's a good idea. I do not like that idea at all. (laughs) I feel it is very ill thought. Well, you're wrong. (laughs) Wrong. So, anyways, that has been the news. All ten of these articles you can find on Facebook, MotorCityGaming.com. And... Uh, you can read more into it. You can comment, and we can discuss it more on the GameZilla group. So make sure you are a member on Facebook. Another great place to discuss that, Discord. Yeah, so we're hanging out in our Discord right now, actually. There's a bunch of people chatting it up in the GameZilla live chat, but we have all sorts of channels on Discord, so if you like Destiny, Overwatch, you like Funko Pops, we have channels for everything. Make sure to uh, head on over to the website or to any of our social media, and you can find the link to our Discord. But how do you get access to the Discord? Well, you can get access to the Discord from just how I said. But if you want access to all of Discord, if you want access to the GameZilla live chat so that you can influence the show like these fine people, Sci-Fi AJ, Testonomics, Five Mile Rick, people like this that are helping the show evolve, you need to head on over to Patreon. Patreon members get Discord access, full privilege VIP Discord access, and they can help influence the show. They get early access to the GameZilla Alpha podcast, and even if you if you are a Mega GameZilla level, you can uh, win some video games. Mega GameZilla. So, uh, basically, if you're not sure what Patreon is, it is the way to support us. It's the way to support the GameZilla podcast, support Motor City Gaming, and help us continue to do cool things like this giant green screen behind us, like these badass mics, you know, things like that to improve the show, bring you better content, new shows, new events, things like that. that You are making it happen, and you're you're helping us uh, achieve our dreams. We could buy our video producer pants. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, yeah, don't good know. idea. I like having no pants. <laughs> oh, well, all right. We could. Uh, you ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined it. You well, ruined that, it. That, Way to not like pants. Well, like I said, that was our attack on the news. Uh, head over to Facebook for more. But right now, I think we need to get into some emails. The FBI has just sent a letter to informing them that they have discovered new emails. Downloading GameZilla emails from info at MotorCityGaming.com. Okay, Jassy Fiddle, your GameZilla mailbox is up to date. That's right. You write them. We read read them. And by we, I mean me. So back up off of this, Grimlock. God. It's time for emails here on the GameZilla Podcast. I'm snaking this shit. Send in your questions to info at MotorCityGaming.com or post them on the GameZilla group. Fuck you, Jazzy. Take it over. (laughs) 
If you're lucky enough to be chosen by the twin titans of gaming themselves, we will answer your questions live on the cast. Patreon.com. Games Love Podcast. Do it. That's where I pull all my questions first. You want Shout to out to Ecto! Yeah. Give me oh. some give me some rings. Give me some rings. You need a to few, stop screaming. You're blowing out the levels. Up. Those levels look fine. No, they don't. Rings, they rings, good. rings. Ecto, thank you for being the latest Patreon member. Yeah. He is the love of my life. Listen, so we made a few changes in the video rig here, and you were like, man. I am super excited to show you guys the changes. And what was my response? Did you install a vet, uh, <laughs> a drinking fountain that continually disperses ecto cooler? <laughs> Man, basically what you did is I, I like I spent all weekend in the studio. I kid you not. How often did you see me on PSN? Right. <laughs> no, and so and so you said that, and I go, "Man, everything I did would is is garbage. <laughs> everything I did means nothing because Jazzy just gave me a better idea. I want that. I failed so you all. Bad. I failed you all. I'm uh, sorry. Man, Ethan, would we leave the studio if we had a uh, Water fountain that dispersed ecto cooler. We'd eventually have to go out for insulin shots. <laughs> so. Oh no, Liberty Medical, just deliver them to the door. <laughs> That's yeah, true. That's true. Perfect. We got it. We got it. Thanks, Wilford Brimley. <laughs> All right, our first question comes from Adam Farley, patron member of the Gamezilla podcast. Hey guys, I'm still catching up on episodes. For so, forgive me if I've covered this. If you guys have already covered this. What do you guys think will be the fate of the Wii U when the Switch comes out? With Nintendo pulling back its new stock, will it be one of those rare systems in the future, or will it become a $50 system like the Wii is now? Thanks. Thanks for the question, Adam. I honestly believe that the Wii U is going to be a very rare system. I think it's going to have uh, value. We're already starting to see it happen. Uh, the the difference here, when you compare it to the Wii, is that um, Ethan, what's the number? Was it 100, 102,000 units? Uh, there are roughly 102 10 million, 102 times million. as many Wiis as there are Wii U's. Exactly. Yeah, million. I said thousand, million units. So I mean, the 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 difference here is that yeah, you can find a Wii at every garage sale that you go to. The Wii U is actually going to become one of those scarce machines that I think. Uh, Will will gain a lot of value. So if you have one, I would hold on to it for sure. Yeah. Problem is, is uh, nothing really came out on the Wii U that was super fun. And so e and every game there was a ton of yeah. super fun games. Yeah. God, you are the fucking worst. Yeah. That's all that it is. It's fun games. Splatoon, yeah. Captain Toad, Mario World 3D, Pocket Tournament, Super Smash Brothers, like. What are you talking I about? I enjoyed one of those games. Yeah, it's because it's the only one you bought. That's not. That's not Nintendo's it's the only fault. One that looked fun. That's your fault. It's the only one that Anyways, fun. wait, whoa, whoa, wait. Are you saying Captain Toad didn't look fun? Are you saying Bayonetta yeah. Two doesn't look fun? Yeah. The only game that didn't look fun that was like a big release was Star Fox. Looked like a pile of garbage. And Mario Party Ten. Mario Party Ten was a pile of garbage. Oh yeah. man, that so was Star. So was Star Fox. But the first party lineup for the Wii U is awesome. Yeah, and let's let's make a point here. So you're so ten million ten million Wii U's. The the games too are going to become valuable because it's not like Nintendo decided to make a hundred million copies of a game when they knew that their install base was ten million. So even the games are going to become scarce, and we're already seeing that. Bayonetta two with the Bayonetta one copy inside of it is a hundred dollar plus game now. So we're already seeing this. If you if you if this is if you're a collector and this is something that you want, I would recommend to start looking now before people realize what they yeah. have. 
Because, like, most of the way through the Switch's life expectancy, this ju- it's just going to get worse. It's just going to get worse. Like, these games ver- are going to triple in value <laughs> by the time... To give you an example, a Virtual Boy. Okay, we've been talking a lot about Virtual Boy. Yeah. A Virtual Boy is almost $200 for a Virtual Boy system. Oh. A failed system that no one should play. That gave you eye cancer. Yeah, that has, I think, eight games, seven games total. It had more than Mario Tennis? Yeah, actually they did. Man. Like 3D Tetris. That's because I Don't only ever play played it. Mario Tennis. <laughs> yeah, everybody did. All right, thank you for the question, Adam. Next question comes from the man of the hour himself, Bob Ecto Cooler. Give him more rings. More rings. Mega Gamezilla Patreon supporter! Yeah. And Bob says, We all make mistakes that we regret. Unless you're jazzy. I added that last part in. Get (laughs) Give me his bomb. I am going to shove this. Actually, no. The bomb doesn't deserve that. (laughs) What is the worst game or collectible that you ever purchased? Ecto. (laughs) i got some bad games i mean the game the game is called brink people like i've talked about brink i don't know how many times it's called brink and you paid full price for it that was a release date i worked at best buy and i paid full price i don't even i don't think i got a discount somehow that's how bad this game was they were like we can't even give you a discount on this it was so bad on the collectible side one of my le- one of my least favorite collectible purchases was last year, and it's not necessarily because of the collectible itself, but the overall experience I got from it, and that was Street Fighter V. It was the most let down hundred dollar collectible that I bought. And to make things even worse, if you go look at my Ryu statue, it was like well, that's the one saving grace, right? That's the one thing I got out of that that's super cool. Yeah, except he's so top heavy that he he used to sit upright and now he's like he leans. So I have to wedge him against like something else so that he doesn't fall to his demise from my shelf and blow up into a thousand pieces. So I'm just like, not even the statue lasted six months. Six months and this thing's already failing. I'm like, God, Capcom, I hate you sometimes. And then you just reel me back in with something like Resident Evil Seven, which I've been enjoying, but. That's probably one of my more recent collectibles that I regret. A funny story about the Ryu statue. Yours fell. It fell like at three o'clock in the morning yep. and scared the shit out of me. <laughs> it, it, it's too heavy, and they gave you this dinky ass stand that just doesn't support it. It's no. a bummer, man. Man, mine's a real stretch because I read something this past week that I didn't believe, and I have to utilize it on this show. I read that <sighs> Mattel. Oh God! The board game company has trademarked the rights to a Super Stretch Armstrong video game, and I was like, "This can't be real." And I looked into it, and they did. They have the rights and have trademarked a Stretch Armstrong video game. So my point is, is if this game gets created, then technically Stretch Armstrong becomes video game paraphernalia and/or a collectible. And I remember when I was young, I had the glasses that you could like twist. And you could bend, and they were supposed to be oh, yeah. unbreakable, right? Yes. And these were supposed to be indestructible. And I broke so many pairs of glasses <laughs> as a kid. So my mom was like, I'm buying these. I don't care how much they cost. These are going to be great. So we are in the back of our 1990 Explorer, which I put a sticker on called the Me Machine because that bitch could go through anything. 
And my sister's <laughs> got my Stretch Armstrong, and she pulls it, and she lets go, and just whips me in the face with the arm of the Stretch Armstrong, and breaks the indestructible glasses <laughs> on my face. I got in trouble for beating my siblings with my Stretch Armstrong. Oh. That, that thing was like a rock. Oh, my goodness. Stretch Armstrong. Man. I had those. I had those bendy glasses too, and yep. I uh, I broke mine as yep. well. Worst product idea ever. What about you, Emon? <clears throat> so collectible. I, I I it's only a small amount of regret. I regret not stopping my Pokemon card purchasing a little bit sooner. Uh, a couple years ago, Alan and I got super deep into Pokemon cards, and I probably should have cut it off maybe three to four months. Uh, before I actually cut off the Pokemon card purchasing. It's hard. The Sun and Moon cards just came out, and we were at Target, and I'm like, oh, you know, it'd be pretty cool to get a couple decks. <laughs> and she's like, no, we're not getting back into this. I was like, okay, it's like crack. Um, <laughs> let, let me, let me. You would know, sir. You would I know. I would know I have my demons. And my demons are buying awful video games. So let me roll through a couple that are, you know, currently in my mind that are terrible. One, which uh, I... I is on a list of worst Wii games. Oh, I own Far Cry Vengeance <laughs> on the Wii. Oh, wow. Why? Not, wait, you bought this? Not only do I own it, I, <laughs> I, it was like the second or third game I bought on the Wii. I was not aware that you did this. I, I have lost respect for so you. So back in the day, so what happens? Okay, that game came out, $60 price tag. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it'd be cool to kind of get, like, a shooter game on the Wii. I kid you not. Again, we're working at worst purchase at, at the time. Oh, my God. Let's say, like, it came out. Then, like, the next, like, week we got paid. I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll pick up this Far Cry game. It had already <laughs> fallen to $20. Now, in my mind, I didn't go, oh, no, I shouldn't buy this. This game's got to be a mess if it's already, like, not on sale. It just fell to 20 bucks. I was like, oh, sweet. It's 20 bucks. <laughs> like, in the, the most Ethan-like mentality, I'm like, hell, yeah, I'm going to buy it. It's only 20 <laughs> and I went home and played it. And if you remember playing Wii games, using the pointer works great on a 40-inch TV. I was playing Wii on a 13-inch tube TV in my bedroom. Oh my so God. you couldn't you couldn't shoot anything because the accuracy of the pointer uh, that was a really terrible one I bought. Uh, Got to give a shout out to Johnny Mosley downhill skiing on the Game Boy Advance. I bought what that is a, wrong with you? I bought that at a resale shop a couple years ago um, just because Johnny Mosley was in it. And how many people in the stream that listen to the podcast have a clue who Johnny Mosley is? But I was like, Johnny Mosley, I got to buy this. Um, of course, I frequently talk about regretting buying Backyard Wrestling the game because it's the Juggalo Wrestling game. You love that game. I have great regrets of buying Fight Club the game. No, you don't. Fight Club the game is awful. You yes, love I, fighting no. as Fred Durst. I do not like fighting. <laughs> you love Fred Durst. Okay. You <laughs> love Fred Durst. Okay. Whoa, stop. You stop, love stop. it. You showed me today that you were listening that was not me. Yeah. That was sci-fi. No, you showed it to me. AJ was I saw it on your phone. You, you were listening to a hot dog chocolate water bullshit. It was you. These are all slanderous lies. I saw it. Fact. Uh, Factual. We got crooked trash cat Grim. Not true. Spreading lies. False. None of this was true. I will debunk all of this. It's but true. Getting. Do you I'm, own I'm Fight Club? Do you I'm, own Fight Club? 
I still own it, yeah. It's all true. It's all true. I like playing as Jarrett Leto and fighting Fred Durst. I haven't played that game since the day I bought it. Um, <laughs> Chocolate starfish I'll, and hot dog flavored water is a good CD. No, it is not. Limp Biscuit is the worst thing ever. I'm not saying that they're not the worst. I just enjoyed that CD when I was young. No. Although I was, no, I was dumb when no, I was young. No, it is a diarrhea stain on the history of music. I'm sorry. I'm going to listen to it on the way home. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I had to I had to walk off the stage Man, there for a second. Now I like it even more. Ooh. I have Blitz 2002 on the Game Boy Advance. That is an unplayable. <laughs> 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 At first, I was like, "What the hell's wrong with Blitz?" And then he finished it off with GBA, and I'm like, I, "They even made it for that system." Uh, uh, let me get. Let me finish this. I bought this two years ago off eBay when I got into eBay. <laughs> two years? Oh, my God. The worst part it, is that this is all happening recently. It was like $1.99. Oh, oh no, I know. That's a, that's a <laughs> sign to stay away. Uh, I, I, I also I bought Hits. I bought the hockey version Hits, which is actually pretty playable. It plays kind of like Blades of Steel. On the GBA. Yeah, it's actually. I'll bring it into work. Uh, you can play it tomorrow. <sighs> okay. Um, and I had another one in my mind. Uh, oh, two more, two more. I recently Hurry watched. Up. I recently watched a My list of God, the worst terrible. 3DS games, and I own two of the ones that were in this person's top ten list. Um, <laughs> I I bought Roller Coaster Tycoon 3D. <laughs> but but here's the thing. Here's the thing about it. I knew it was getting awful reviews. I don't know. Called There's it unplayable, no excuse. And I There's bought it. No it was like excuse. eight dollars on eBay. I was That's like, eh, a rip off. Try. Maybe it'll be fun. Next, and, next game. Well, and the last game, um, I was buying myself a bunch of games at a used shop one day, and uh, you know it was buy so many get one free, and I was like, oh man, I better come home with something for L. Because I was just, I was buying Contra and and, and uh, you know uh, Geometry Wars like games I want to play. I was like, I better come with something for. For the lady, and I was like, "Oh man, Wreck-It Ralph 3DS." All right, she loves Wreck-It Ralph. Um, you know not to buy movie games. Well, you know I, I thought she would like it. I think she played it for about five minutes. And remember how <sighs> how you told the story a couple weeks ago about how Brick Bitch played that Thor game? Yeah, that was a mistake. The one mistake. Yeah, but the difference is, she played it, tried to play it, and suffered through it. Not my wife. She was like, oh, "Okay, I'm gonna go back to Kirby." Like after like five minutes. <laughs> So that, uh, you know, again, uh, we'll make this like a snake pit. Maybe I'll bring out some of the worst games I've ever bought. Oh my uh, but there's uh, there's a few from my uh, my diarrhea collection. Last last thing, I want to give a shout out to Ecto Cooler. Uh, Cable, it was Ecto Cooler that made the statement I'm about to oh, say. Oh, come right? on! Yes, yes, yes. Ecto Cooler in the Twitch chat said, I made a mistake and I pre-ordered Battleborn. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, Battleborn is all right. I want to give an actual game that is is physically a game. I remember back in the Oh, Sega you want to answer the question, yeah, answer like the, question the way you're legit. supposed to. Yeah. Got so it. Here's, I'm not, yeah, not going to go into 42 games like Ebone did. But, my yeah, one but game, that was the best part of the show so far is me talking about the awesome games I own. Yeah, I, don't know, I think right. I think him yeah. saying that Chocolate Stupid <laughs> Face was the best <laughs> album ever. <laughs> I never said it was the best oh, album also, ever. Let's not go there. Uh, Grimbot Federation Force. So uh, did Jazzy. Yeah, I did. I did buy that too. It was a so bet. That was regretable. That it was, was regrettable. a bet. You see it? See but, it? Right here. Although, I, 
I that was supposed to be Ethan. To be fair, why I, were you I, throwing that at me? I apologize because you referenced it. You know you don't reference that game. I hate this show. It's okay, Jazzy. That wasn't for you. You could you could pass that on to Ethan for me. No, I am taking. This is why the home. table needs to be curved. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> now I feel bad. I had my curves haunted my. I dick. had my twin, and it wasn't supposed to happen. So anyway, Bob, to answer your question, <laughs> I I don't I can't say that I regret buying this game because I was too young to buy it, but my parents bought it for me on the Sega Genesis. I regret putting way too much time in this game because it you cannot like. It was horrible. The The controls and everything were so bad, but I played it because I thought it was cool. American Gladiators. <laughs> <laughs> I loved American Gladiators. I know, but that game was so If you thought the Genesis unplayable. one was bad, you should have tried the NES version. Oh, my God. <laughs> I couldn't. It was like I, I played hours of that game, and after every time I played I'm like, why did I just spend all this time playing this? Did you guys ever play Jurassic Park Park Builder on the GBA? Oh, oh my god! <laughs> Terrible. I own that one too. <laughs> oh, oh man. did you guys ever play Theme Park on the PlayStation? No, I'm not that terrible. <laughs> okay, so I bought it for my friend Just for his stop. birthday. You like Just... Park Builders? I get it. Okay, god. Theme Park was way worse. <laughs> did you ever Just play Barbie's stop. Wild Horse Builder? <laughs> I mean that that we have played on retro retro relapse. <sighs> that game was. Whimsical. <laughs> no, do you got you got something for real? I mean, you got something. I saw about Jurassic Park Park Builder. Oh, I thought you had something else. I love Jurassic Park Park Builder. All right, Maybe not you. for the GBA, but I liked that game. <laughs> thank you so much, Bob Ecto Cooler. Please reread your thoughts upon what questions you want to send to the show because apparently you are in Ethan's brain and he just goes off on these great <laughs> questions you sent. You must be haunting my heart. Yes. Our next and final question comes from Brayden, but not that other cool guy, Brayden. That's what it says here. I'm just reading it. Uh, what's up, my favorite gang of immortal gaming gurus? This week, I have decided to take a turn away from my normal gangstiness and hit you with a question I've been pondering recently to gather your expert opinions. This is something I deal with on a regular basis, and I'm sure a few other listeners have the same internal debate as well. When it comes to physical media on my PS4, I tend to download titles more than purchase the physical media. I'm a fat old bastard, and I hate having to get up fat. off of my fat ass to change out discs when I want to play a new game. <laughs> However, a recent purchase has made me stray from my normal method of thinking only because it seems like the right thing to do. With the addition of my 3DS, I have purchased the physical copy of every game that I own. I don't see any benefit of downloading the game because at any point in time I can trade the physical game in for credit towards a new game. With the PS4, I can download the game and my kids can play the same titles on their PS4, so I'm basically getting two for one, in my mind at least. My question this week is, what method of purchasing games do you prefer and why? Because you all have multiple systems and play so many different games, is there any benefit to purchasing the disc versus downloading the game? May the gods of gaming shrine upon your controllers. Fake you out, it's actually crazy ass Uncle Braden. Son oh, of a bitch! <laughs> I should have known it was you all along, my arch oh. rival, crazy Uncle Braden. <laughs> so, um, I don't know if you guys know this, but, um, I have a few video games. 
couple couple one twos, as sci fi AJ would say. Yeah, one two yeah. video games. I'm around that fourteen hundred physical game mark, so I'm gonna say I love digital copies. Couple digital one fourteen hundred <laughs> digital digital copies for life. Physical's dumb. <clears throat> no, I uh, I love I love the physical copy. <laughs> I like I've always been this way for movies for everything. I I just I like to have the disc. It makes me feel like I. Because I gave you my money that I actually received something. I don't know. It, there's, there's that aspect to it. It, it was the same. I, I've, I've since adopted digital music because you can't buy CDs anymore. But I, I, there was the longest time that I would go buy the, the, the disc before I went and paid iTunes anything. And um, well, One question. One question. Did you ever physically buy the disc of chocolate starfish and hot, fl- hot dog flavored water? Do I have to answer this question? Yes. Yes, I did. I knew yeah. you did. <laughs> I knew you did. And the reason yes. the reason I knew you did is early in our friendship a decade ago, I bought a computer off, off you, and the first thing I did was delete every Limp Bizkit song <laughs> off your iTunes. There was a lot of Limp Bizkit. And I was like, I don't even know if I want to be friends with this guy after I bought this computer. It's fair. Uh. You, you should have probably uh, trusted yourself in, in, into that friendship, but you're still here, so it's too late now. He likes the pain. I hate you, Jazzy. <laughs> what? So let's get back to his question. Yeah, yeah, though. yeah. For real, for real. I um, I, I like physical. I like to own the game. I like being able to put it on a shelf and, and have it as a collection. I only buy digital for stuff that you know there there is no physical. There is no you know it is something like Inside, for example. It doesn't have a physical retail copy. Um, you know, so I would pick up the digital version of that. So. But even like Ori and the Blind Forest, right? I bought the digital copy. I love that game. But then they eventually came out with the definitive edition, and they released a, a limited run physical copy, and I went out and bought it. Like, I already own the game, but I wanted that physical copy. So, um, yeah, I like physical. And, and and your point to – I get your point with your kids, but the point of, like, your 3DS and being able to trade it in for, for you know, credit towards a new game, obviously you can do that with PS4 as well. So, but if the value of being able to get a two-for-one for your kids to play on the PS4 is better than, say, doing a button master Caleb style where you buy a game, you beat it, and then you turn around and you make three bucks when by the time you're done with it, then, you know, it makes sense at that point. But that's me. Yeah, I... <sighs> I go back and forth. I go into these spurts where it's like, man, I really want the physical copy. And then I'm like, man, why do I have all of these games? And what am I going to do with them? And then I start like buying the digital copies. And then it just goes back and forth. So I kind of do a, a mixture of both. I wouldn't say that one way is better or worse for me personally, just because I'm enjoying the gameplay either way. Um, I know I'll say that I don't <laughs> like getting up and putting the disc, but I'm literally sitting right there. I turn my chair. I put the disc in. So... On certain games, I think I like having the physical copy of it because if it's a game I I really think I'm going to enjoy. So, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn, I'm in the collector's edition because I really feel like I'm going to like that game. Gorilla is my favorite gaming studio, so I have a lot of their games, physical copies, because I enjoy that studio. I, I I need to give you props for one thing. I have found a scenario. Mm-hmm. Where I like your digital world that you the how you do things, and that is simply this: we're in Texas, and my system has Overwatch in it, right? Yes. And I want Final Fantasy fifteen. Mm-hmm. Fucked. Yep. There's no one at my house to swap it out so that my remote play works. Where you have digital copies, you can literally just 
Yeah. You know, you could put Horizon Zero Dawn in there because you're going to have that physical copy, but the rest of your games are digital. So you want to fire up Destiny? <coughs> you want to fire up Overwatch? Things yeah. like that? You can. And so that's the that's the only advantage that from the remote play aspect that I have yeah. noticed um, limitations. A lot of the games that I do digital play on my PlayStation 4, not like I do a lot of digital play on my Vita because it's just easier for me to do. Plus, Vita games are hard to come by now. Like, yeah. they're, they're going to be like Wii U games. It's going to be a collector's item. edition. Um, <laughs> but. The games that I buy digitally are games that I, like like Grim just pointed out, that I would want to be able to just anywhere, if somebody has a PS, like, I don't have to pack up my PS4 and bring it over here and play Destiny with with uh, Grimlock anymore, because if his wife goes out for, like, Ladies Night or something like that, I can come over, hop on her PlayStation, and play my Destiny on my account. Yeah, no, I, it, it definitely makes sense for that. That I... So, a difference between myself and both of you. I still buy CDs. I literally go into Amazon and order CDs for things I can't. I go to CD departments and stores hoping that I could just be lucky and they'll carry a, a band I like. So, I'm still super into having ownership over things. In that way, feeling like I have ownership. Also, in my entire life, I have not sold nor traded in any video game I've ever owned. Any game I've ever bought, I still own. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, so I, w- I wish I could say the same thing. I just because I because I have like a hoarder mentality. You, I always knew I wanted to. You have can just that say stuff. it. You can say it right because I'm a hoarder. Because I have a hoarder mentality. <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit I'm a sociopath. I'll ask, not admit I'm a hoarder. I'll ask your wife. I'll ask your wife. We'll uh, see what she she likes our video game collection. So I'm don't just, not about your to... video game collection. I'm going to ask her the question. If I'm a hoarder. And she's going to say yes. She yeah, already has. because she's out to get me. <laughs> My own wife is Fact. out to get me. Um, so I, the only time I do downloads on stuff really is if it's, like you said, only available or if it's a really good deal. So when Injustice True. was $5 a yeah. couple weeks ago, it's like. I'm the same way with that, for uh, sure. I'm not going to be able to buy that game for $5 for a couple more years. Yeah. You know, like eventually it'll get to that point. Most games get to like a $5, $10 point you yeah. know, after their life is done. So, you know, if, it, if it's coming in at a deep discount, I'll buy uh, something I could get at retail through download. But for the most part, I like having it on my shelf. I like feeling like I have ownership of it. Uh, you know, and I know in the current age of gaming, your library is saved a lot better. Everything's a lot, you know, easier to retrieve if things are lost. But there's just something about physically owning it that I guess just means a lot to me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we wrap up questions, though, we want to uh, let let loose our first two Discord influence questions. Yeah. So go ahead. So go to Patreon.com, Gamesilla Podcast. Become a patron. That allows you to influence the show, and then you, like and the, Chops here... We have to answer questions like this. ...could answer questions like said from Chops. If you had the opportunity to make your own Nintendo system, what would it be? Features, popular game types, console gameplay, non-gaming features like streaming services, your ideal modern Nintendo system. Whew. Oh, man. Shit's deep, man. I'm just I'm thinking real quick. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I'm really coming around to the the Switch concept, and so I really I really like this idea. I I like the Switch. 
Um, I there's the portability. So I would take I would make my own Nintendo system. I would make it portable for sure, just like the Switch. Feature wise, I would make sure that it has a dedicated chat system. That's one thing I would like built into it. I would make sure that the online store is backwards compatible. So my pre my purchases on the Wii U or maybe even on the 3DS games that are cross that are crossing over here to the Switch, I could re-download without having to repurchase. And um, popular game types. Obviously, I want first-party Nintendo support, so I want my Mario's, I want my Zelda's, of course I want Metroid, um, but I would also like to see, I think, Overwatch handheld, if you had a system that could power it, would be that would be something that I would love. I would love to play Destiny on the Switch. I would have kept... I would have kept my pre-order yeah. if that was if that was feasible. Absolutely. So things like that that are important to me is having a system that's handheld but is powerful enough to play that that those games. And I don't mean like on the same level as the PS4 Pro, but at least playable. You know, like at least semi semi close. Um, the non-gaming features. I mean, I think nowadays you you people have heard my my disgruntledness with the lack of Netflix and the lack of these ser- streaming services uh, on the Switch day one when you don't support uh, it, it, like I can't play anything else on it I can't you know like that's my only options there's no disk drive on this thing so I and, and it's not that I need a disk drive disk drives you know like I have I'm, I'm sitting here with a tablet right in front of me like it doesn't have a disk drive but I can watch Hulu and Netflix and, and all sorts of different apps and stuff that are out there make sure that that's on your system for sure um, that would be my ideal modern Nintendo system. It is really the it is the Switch with just the capabilities that probably the Switch is semi going to be missing here. Yeah, not far off from that. I have no problems with the feeling of the Switch. Like the system felt good when I had it in my hands at PAX. I enjoyed the look. I think it's going to be a great handheld device. So if <laughs> this was possible by any means, which it won't be. But in my own little fantasy, you know, Nintendo system that I want, if you could take the Switch and then, like, the PS4 Pro and then, like, they had a baby system, they just made sweet love and had a baby system, they had just to have all of the the good from both of those systems put into a Switch-type system. What does that mean, though? I don't understand. What's the like, good that's coming from PS4? So are you just saying you want a more powerful Switch? Which is what I said. K- yes, but I want the... Th- I Okay, I, I don't even care really so much about about the power of the Switch as long as it has the capability of p- to play some of those games, which I guess it would need more power, so I, I guess you're right. I, I'll take that back. But I want the third-party support on the Switch and not just the first-party Nintendo. Like, that's a huge thing for me to not be able to play games like Overwatch and Destiny and stuff like that on the Switch. So if I could get a Nintendo system that would have that support to be able to play my favorite multiplayer games that I play with my friends on the go or sitting at home with no pants on like Cable 2KX, it'd, it'd be a dream system. So, okay, so you just you said, I mean, that's similar to what I said with with Overwatch and Destiny. But, like, is there something from the PS4 that you want? Uh, or, or are you just referencing just comfort- the PS4 for the power? I, I think it's just it's more comfort. Like, I like the layout of the of the system. I like how... So, say, like, the UI. The home screen, yeah, the UI. I like how the home screen works. I like this... 
out of out of the, the three stores, system. out of the three, yeah, well, the chat system, of course. Um, out of the three stores, I like the PSN network better than either yeah, I think of it's the, the best store out there. The other two, so okay. all right. So that's I, I just wanted to get an idea of what features from the Pro you were you're talking about. What about Deadite? So we all know since day one, I have been on the Switch hype train because my favorite gaming systems have been the Nintendo handhelds. I love handheld gaming, and you know. I didn't have a PSP, I didn't have a Vita, I didn't have a Game Gear, so I love Nintendo handheld gaming. So I'm super on board for what the Switch has is bringing to the table. My feature that I love about it and would keep in my ideal Nintendo system is the idea that you can pop the Switch up in, you know, uh, tabletop mode, hand out controllers, and you're playing. It's its own self-contained entertainment system. But here is a feature that I would want in my, we'll call it, Nintendo Homeboy. <laughs> oh, God. Saw that coming. I would want the ability to, through a USB or some sort of hookup, have different adapters to adapt all of my legacy controllers. I want to be able to have an adapter. I could, you know, it could be each, a different adapter for each generation. I want an adapter where I can plug in my NES, my Super Nintendo, my N64, GameCube controllers. I guess you don't have to worry about all the Wii stuff. But everything else, like those old school controllers, to then support the library available on an eShop. So I always thought that, you know, I didn't have a ton of experience with the Wii U eShop because I didn't have one. But with the Wii eShop, yeah, there were a ton of really good games on there. But I wanted, I don't want to play an N64 game on the Wii Classic controller. It's not interesting to me to play in that way. I know it's not going to feel the same. So I always wanted to be able to play it with a true N64 controller. Yeah. It's similar to a lot of these artists that are making uh they're not they're not real, so people don't get excited, but they're making the cool Joy-Con yes. adapters where it's like the GameCube slide on and then that way when you download a GameCube game, you literally have a GameCube controller. If they do that, I will lose my oh, mind. Oh, I'd buy those so quick. Yeah. Like that would be one of those things that like I actually probably would buy at launch if they're like, yeah, for another 80 bucks you can get the uh, you know, the GameCube Joy-Cons. Like, okay. Here it is. Slap them on. So, uh what I want you know, I love the port portable aspect of it, but even if it was just a home system, I want a system that truly can celebrate Nintendo's heritage, can truly go back and give you great experiences with their back library. Um, Since they're so focused on it anyway. Yeah, they're so focused on it anyway. So, you know, if you know if that ability exists, I know that it's probably not a very financially feasible thing. They'd have to you know, start reselling the controllers. There's, there's a lot that would go into that. But for me, as someone who's a lifelong Nintendo fan, I would love that. It's the same thing like that we wished for with the Wii U when Super Smash Brothers came out. They released the GameCube adapter, right? So that you could plug your GameCube controller up and you were like, oh, man, I'm going to be able to use my Wave Bird on all sorts of things. And they go, well... No, you can use it on Smash, and that's it. And it was like, wh why? Like, why wouldn't you at least, like, I mean, you know, yeah, I don't necessarily know what it would take for you to give me that control scheme, but you gave me this adapter that lets me plug my, my GameCube controller to your system for one game, and that's just, it's the same thing, like, And then they hey, started selling, they rolled out a whole new line of GameCube did. controllers just for Smash Bros. And I understand it's a monster IP for them. It is, but. yeah. But so, like, yeah, I would love this. I love that idea. And and lastly, I, I didn't give mine a name. I would follow Nintendo's suit um, that they like to do, and I would simply, I would not go with the Switch. 
I would take that handheld system and it would be the new Game Boy. Like, I think the word Game Boy is so powerful in the handheld world and the fact that they left it, you know, they've left it alone long enough that I think if they were to use it now, it could be a huge piece for them. Yeah, almost if they would have called the Switch the homeboy. <laughs> Get out of here. Brilliant. Get exactly. Here. I totally it's agree. Brilliant. I totally agree. Just to just to irritate Jazzy because he's on a whole new level today. I'm I'm good. I'm good. No, you're you're the opposite of good. You're Thanks, chops. Thanks, chops. Toilet. Right. And we've got EA Spuds in the chat as well. It says Zilla Dukes. <laughs> what is a good game to play on Valentine's Day just in time? I'm thinking he put that because he put the question in the chat just in time. <laughs> Uh, well, one thing is Little Big Planet 3 is free this month on PS Plus, and I know that Al and I have had a great time playing Little Big Planet games co-op, so Spuds, if you're playing with a lady friend, well, that could be a good option. It's mm-hmm. free this month. Doom, because why not? <laughs> yeah, Doom. <laughs> Shooting demons and eating uh, them little heart candies. No, I'll uh, see a Valentine's Day game. Hmm. I don't know. I, 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 I mean, Kid Icarus. He's uh, kind of like a cherub. He shoots arrows and stuff. You play some Kid Icarus. I do like Kid Icarus. Yeah. Good game. You got one, Jazzy. I don't have a Valentine, so I will probably be going on to Overwatch to see what they got going on because they have had some cool themed events in the past. Couch co-op. I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with anything couch co-op. So, um, what's what's something new that's couch co-op? I was just talking about it, and I can't remember the name of the game now. Evolve. Do you remember what I told you about how <laughs> terrible you are today? You just got worse. <laughs> right when you didn't think it was possible, you said something like that. Oh, uh, man. There... <sighs> It's gonna drive me crazy, but I don't have it. I lost it. You don't you, uh, couch co-op is it a new game. It's a, it's a newer game, but I, it's why I was so excited about being couch co-op, and I can't remember what it is now. Donkey Kong Country. I mean, it's a great game, sure. Couch co-op. Sonic Two. Couch co-op. There you go. Let your lady friend be tails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I don't got it. I'm bummed. There's it's it's there. Maybe we'll get it in the post. Maybe we'll get in keep the, the romance alive. Yeah. But <sighs> all right. That's been our questions. We don't have anything else, right, Jazzy? Correct. All right. Correct. Well, take us out. Lead us out of this this segment. God. Well, here we go. We're heading out of this segment. Thanks for sending in your <laughs> questions, everybody, and thanks for all the uh, the Discord work. Uh, make sure to check out Patreon if you want to get access and you be able go to do there. the same thing that EA Spuds just did and Game make me Zilla forget podcast. about the game that I wanted to talk about. Donate to us so that we could focus on you. Which is what we've been doing this whole time. <laughs> All right. Anyways, <laughs> that's been emails, and that's uh, that's that's the show. We gotta. So I I thought of a topic that I want I want to bring up with you guys, and it was oh. something I thought about earlier today, but I wanted to see if we had time for it. And we have a couple minutes, so I'd, I'd love to talk to you about talk, bring talk to it. you guys about this. Bring Actually, it I want on. to talk to Grim about this because who cares about Jazzy? Yeah. Okay. Well, dick good. Day. See ya. So. I know Jazzy was super excited about he's leaving. Um, Jazzy was super excited about the Super Bowl. So let's talk about something that happened during the Super Bowl. The Switch commercial. Are we really going to talk about this? No, no. Here, here's what I want to talk about. Here's what I want to talk about. And, and, and this, this hit me right after I watched it. I was so excited to watch a little 30-second Switch commercial. And I was like, why am I so excited about this? 
Like, why does this mean so much to me? Because you're brainwashed. Because I'm brainwashed. No, because I realize that Nintendo is a brand, is a company that I identify with and I connect with. Because I thought about it. I was like, okay, what are other things that I would have got like, okay, this is like one of my things that's going to have an ad in the Super Bowl. If there's a WWE ad during the Super Bowl. Because that I feel like I'm part of that fan base. If they're, but like. If you're a NASCAR fan, you were, you were good. You were jazzed up for that. If yeah. you were a if you were a Walking Dead fan, the the twenty second commercial with a football getting smashed by a barbed wire baseball bat got you hard, but yeah. it did nothing for me. Yeah. Yep. So so it, it actually being excited for that commercial and watching that commercial actually made me think about how much I personally feel connected to Nintendo and how I feel like it's part of like my DNA as a person. Like I think that is a brand I identify so hard with and I think that's one of the reasons that maybe I've got, you know, not only been excited but also just th- these last couple months have been such a roller coaster of positives and negatives about Nintendo because it's a brand I identify with. And I just want to know what you guys thought about that because I was like, well, if there was a PlayStation commercial, I don't feel nearly as connected to PlayStation as a brand as I do with Nintendo. And I, I've been playing PlayStation since the first PlayStation. I'm a Nintendo boy. That's yeah. what I, I, you know, like we started this bit by eight bit because of the NES. Like it, it like my 1400 games, I think a thousand of them are Nintendo. What was that? He's typing. He's just typing. I just hate that it's coming through my headset. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a Jazzy's OCD is starting to like just come off on me or something. Anyways, there wasn't a thousand games on Nintendo though. Close, close, like seven hundred something on Nintendo. I didn't say NES. I didn't say Super Uh, Nintendo. You were talking about NES, so I thought you were talking about NES. Yes. My collection of games, Jazzy, From the, Nintendo the Nintendo brand, Got I have it. a thousand of them. Fucking A. Anyways. I was confused. I just love I know you were yeah. confused. I just love Nintendo. Um, and that's why the presentation upset me so much. Absolutely. It's, I was so upset yeah. going to bed because I felt like it was something that's a part of me dying. Yeah. You and were so duped. I was super worried that, you know, I, I before the presentation. I was a shit talker. I was like, this is Nintendo. They're this watch. This is going to be the next Wii. They're going to come out and they're going to stomp on people and we're going to see that they're not done. And then that happened and I was like, "Oh my god, they really are done." Like, what am I going to do? Like, am I really going to play a Mario game with a DualShock in my hand? Is that really going to happen? Cuz I remember what it felt like when Sega went away. It crushed me. I loved the Dreamcast. I was a Sega Genesis boy for sure. But like when Sonic left, it lost its soul. You know, and that's what I've talked about is that, yes, people are going to be excited initially that Nintendo would leave Nintendo and, and start showing up on Xbox and things like that. But it just doesn't last. It's just it's just not the same. And you put Zelda out there, which is so special, but you put it out there with every other RPG now. It, it competes with everything now. And it's just like it starts to change those games. Sonic changed. Sonic became a cheapo, you know, throw a game out every six months, try try to get that name Sonic just to, to make me a quick buck. And that's how I felt with Nintendo. I was like, oh, my God, this is really going to happen. We're going to watch this crash and burn. But at the same time, because of the way I feel about Nintendo, because of the love I have for the brand, even though I was mad at it, I was going to pre-order it. There was no way I wasn't going to support this thing. Even I supported the Dreamcast, and I rode that bitch 
right into the fire because I love the Dreamcast. There's no reason why I shouldn't do that with the Switch because at least I can sit there and say, I tried to help Nintendo. As a fan of Nintendo, I rode, I rode that bandwagon until the wheels fell off. That, that was the exact conversation Al and I had the next day after I was like, okay, pre-order's locked in. And I told her, I go, as, as much as I love Nintendo, I feel like I have to support this out of like love. Like I love this. I want it to succeed. Yep. And and so like, but I was thinking, so like Jazzy, if there was a League of Legends commercial uh, during the Super Bowl, uh, even, like you yeah. feel connected to the league community. It was even That's part even of the you. Switch. I think just just being, I think you're hitting a point in the fact that if I were to say what what my favorite or what commercial during the Super Bowl got me the most excited, it would have been the Nintendo Switch commercial because it's video game related. Like it's something that I connect to. It's something that I know a lot about. It's a passion of mine. So were there for lack of you know this argument i don't feel like there's a lot of great commercials like there normally is uh during the super bowl this this past super bowl but i'm going to connect to those ones that i have a passion for which would be anything gaming so plus plus the music plus it was a good it was a good commercial it was yeah it was it had a catchy <laughs> tune to it yeah. it was it had zelda it it was a good commercial yeah very good commercial and if you watch the full minute and a half version of it it's even better they you know they only so, aired the 30 second commercial and being that I don't have the analytics, so I don't want to say exactly, but I'm assuming the Super Bowl is probably the most watched televised event that there is. Hey, here's a good idea. Instead of throwing all of your money, Sony, into your goddamn movies, how about you make a Super Bowl commercial to promote your VR, goddammit, and then maybe you'll sell some more VRs. Ah. Jesus. <laughs> That's like, not going to Simple. It's, uh, it, yeah. it's, it's got a huge... You know, the customer base of people that watch this, and how many people are going to go out and you get do something wa- based upon this? You like, do you know why they didn't make a commercial for VR, right? Yeah, yeah because they no, because they literally can't get them into the store. Yeah, go try to buy. Like you can't, you can't, you can't, can't buy a PlayStation right. VR. And I don't think it's necessarily because people are buying them that fast. It's because Sony isn't just supplying them that largely. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there is a new bundle coming out, though. You're going to be able to get a new PSVR bundle that's, that's heading out with uh, more games attached to it. But, again, I, I don't know. Sony Sony's a little lost, I think. They, they they brought the Pro out. They brought the VR out. They have the regular PS4. They, they still are dicking around with the Vita somewhat. No. Like, it's just like they have all these products, and it's kind of an ecosystem, but at the same time, it's kind of fragmented, and they don't really know what they're doing. I just hope that the Nintendo didn't do the same thing. Like, we just talked about on this show with news about how Nintendo's pre-orders are getting canceled because certain places reopened it up when they shouldn't have. Not completely Nintendo's fault, but at the same time, like, you just put a commercial out there that us three can agree was the best commercial in our eyes at uh, during the most televised event of the year, and now... How many people are you going to kind of sway into going to look into the Nintendo Switch to buy one, and you're just not going to have the product for them? I mean, it's already that's already done. Yeah, yeah. it's it's so, about it's about starting the campaign of brand awareness. Yeah. They got to start yeah. the campaign. The first, so that, the first so, wave is sold. Now yeah. it's now it's time for second wave. Right now it's time to start Did building I, the. Did I asked me when we were going to see the first Nintendo Switch commercial, and I said it has to be ASAP. And so they and here we are, Super Bowl, you know, month before release of the system. I said it has to be before the system launch because that second wave needs to be successful and that third wave needs to be successful. And if you remember the Wii, every wave 
was successful. Every time Worst Purchase got a wave of the of the system, it was chaos. It was it was workers calling their friends, being like, "Dude, there's Wii's up here. You got to get up here." It was it was insane. And it's like that, that now with the Nintendo Classic still. It is, and that's what I mean. They need to make sure that they build that around the Switch. And I think yeah. they have a, done a good job after the initial presentation. They've done a good job with oh, it. Oh, yeah. PR has done a great job of yeah. cleaning up that disaster. But I totally agree that, that it, it that commercial spoke to me because I'm, I love Nintendo, and that is one, and because I love Nintendo is why even if this thing crashes and burns, even if it all falls apart, I will, I'll own one. I'll have it just like I have my Vita because we can't, let's be honest, we can't talk highly of the Vita and I still use it to this day. Yeah. So. I like my Vita, but I've got my problems with the Vita. So I just wanted to bring it up because it hit me how much Nintendo meant to me like last night as as a brand, as a Nintendo company, is, it's it. my brand. <laughs> it's my brand. It, it, you Like we've always talked about Fantasy Star and things like that for me, but like you know Metroid is super important to me. But so is Mario, and so is Zelda, and and so are all the sub characters. Every like, even Toad. You know, Captain Toad is such a cool game. I mean, yeah, I don't. I they are my favorite. They're they're the characters that I that I care about the most, and it's why I would never want to see Nintendo go away. Yeah. All right. Well. This has been episode 143 of the GameZilla podcast. We would like to thank our sponsor, the DetroitBeerCollective.com. Go there today, buy your beard care products so that way you can look handsome. Your beard can smell fresh, feel fresh, and be healthy. These are great, high quality, handmade products. It's DetroitBeerCollective.com and use the checkout code MCGAMING to save 20% on orders of $25 or more. And hey, if you want those uh, things, you want to schedule order, get yourself a beard crate. Have it delivered right to your doorstep uh, on a schedule that you decide. Go shop online at DetroitBeardCollective.com. All right, Jazzy. And uh, one more time, let the people know where they can support us. You can support us on Patreon.com, GameZilla Podcast. Look it up, follow us, support us, listen to us, love us, subscribe to everything that we do because you will not be disappointed. Yeah, and thanks to everybody that has joined Patreon. Um, thank, and, and we're getting ready to do our first Mega Gamezilla uh, game of the month. So if you are a ten dollar patron, make sure to head over to Patreon and vote for your game that you want to win. This once we have a winner, we will be selecting who is going to be walking away with that game for the month of February. And we do this every month for the ten dollar perk. So head on over there, join Patreon. And uh, help us keep growing this amazing brand that we have started. So, um, we got something? Nope. Nope. Okay. You can always listen to the GameZilla podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, Google Play, and of course, MotorCityGaming.com. It's a website. Um, we are airing on all of those every Tuesday. So, you'll watch us here Monday night on Twitch. And uh, listen to us in the audio form on Tuesday. The best thing you can do for GameZilla outside of supporting us on Patreon is make sure you write a review on iTunes. Uh, give us five stars and tell your friends about it because what we need to do is continue to get GameZilla out there to gamers, to people that are fans of podcasts. You know, if you're, you have a friend that you game with, 
make sure you you know you're on the headset, you're chatting while you're playing uh, you know Gears of War, or whatever. Be like, hey, I listen to GameZilla at MotorCityGaming.com. Guys are sweet, so uh, you should probably listen to them too. Spread the word, review five star, help us reach more gamers just like you. Yeah, and then um, do not forget that this month. The GameZilla Alpha podcast will be launching, so that will be the details will be on our website, MotorCityGaming.com. So make sure you are keeping up on that. And of course, if you are a retro fan, the Legend of Retro podcast will be starting this month as well. Season two is upon us, and there are some great games being set up for uh, season two by Chops and Xander. Again, keep an eye on the website where. You can... Uh, Sorry, I'm so excited. About Legend of Retro? Yeah, I like that show. <laughs> good, good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. That's the <laughs> one good thing you said tonight. So, But, yeah, you can keep up on all those details on MotorCityGaming.com. But, all right. I think uh, we, can, we can call it a day. Please do not forget, we are the elite DLC for gaming on the Internet. And until next week, game, game on! on!